Nah, I appreciate you, brother. Um, no, uh, Jill Scott would be, I mean, not Jill Scott, but uh, Indy Irie would be tight. Yeah, no. Nah, I don't know who she would go against, though. I don't know. Nobody knows? Yeah, no. Nah. Today feels mad somber, and I don't want it to feel somber. It just started raining, man. It's just, we're chilling out. The I, hot, the heat came. We got turned up. It's been goddamn 85 in degrees. The sun and, yeah, oh, man, man. I'm a little upset with you, by the way. I don't know why you're mad at me. I do that, too. You have to take my phone. Like, if, uh, if we start drinking too much, you have to take my phone. It's halfway entertaining, though. It is. <laughs> yeah, you was on. Scotty's on fire. You <laughs> was on fire. For three. <laughs> He's heating up. He I, looked at my, I looked at my shit the next day. I was like, I was on the phone this often. Oh, I was like, why did I FaceTime so many people, dog? I looked at the, the list of. They uh, was answering, so. Yeah, it was popping. It was tight. But I was just thinking to myself, why? For what reason? And I said, I said, this nigga, no, I get, I get like this. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I you're see. grown, man. We're 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 actually old now, so it ain't like when I was younger. I'm trying to know. You know what you're doing, man. That liquor just helped bring it out. Nah, man. I said, I said, dog. That was the first thought I had. Yeah. I looked at my call log. I said, why did he let me do this? I was driving too. So what am I supposed to do? Drive but before and we were driving. Like I thought about when we were sitting on the on the porch at Ap's, and I was thinking like we were drinking. Yeah, but like <laughs> so. I thought about. It, I was like, who the hell? I said I Facetimed. I said I Facetimed Taco. Yeah. I Facetimed Keisha. Well, you seen everybody, bro. Yeah. We had yeah. great conversations. Anybody though. with iPhone got a FaceTime. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, episode 70 of The Reese Show. Uh, my name is Reese. I'm here with my, my boy. Really? Checking in. We're here today uh, with special guest, my man, Leland Allen. Lee, you want to say hello to the people? Go mob. What's up? What's, what's going on? Should he be close to the mic? Okay. Got you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, I got to ask, man. Oh, say, um, man, I'm here, man. Do your thing, man. <laughs> o's also here in the building. I don't know if O's going to mic up today. Um, when well, he hears some, you know, O tap, he got to tap in with the wheel. Yeah, O's going to walk over. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, everybody. Thank you for the feedback from uh, from last week's episode as well. Um, we really appreciate everybody tapping in with us and just kind of rocking with us um, as we kind of navigate this journey. Having a podcast is not the easiest thing in the world because when it comes to marketing, when it comes to um, – when it just comes to putting yourself out there. Yeah, and, cur- you know? and curating different ideas and stuff is definitely a task. Yeah, and when it comes to just being honest with people, you know, over a microphone and being honest with thousands of people a week, you being know. Being disagreed um, with, too. So Yeah, yeah and being disagreed with, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just a very humbling experience. You know, I think not a lot of people kind of have the heart and the stomach for it. Yeah. So just appreciate you guys rocking with us and promoting and supporting and listening and giving you feedback and arguing with us. You know, I know a lot of people have said that they wanted, they were talking to us, like talking to their phones or yeah. talking to their speakers or whatever. And that dialogue is always welcome. Um, let's catch up real quick. How was your weekend? Your weekend was good? It was great. Um, it was a lot going on. Um, Mother's Day, showing love to my daughter's mothers and just, you know, shout out with gifts and love. My mom, um, mm-hmm. shout out to my bro Aaron. His mom and dad celebrated 44 years of marriage. Yep. So On Friday, right? Yep. So yep. that's huge, 44 years. Of, and he, he actually said 54, but they've been married. 44 so but they've been together yeah so shout out to you guys man the parkers you know much love to you guys and i hope you guys enjoyed it and the best you can and yeah so um the weekend started off right and it was sunny i mean the weather is beautiful all the seattle haters turned there you know (laughs) i love seattle Seattle yeah so um it was a good weekend it started out real nice man and um i actually got out a little bit got to see al kai and stuff and so it was beautiful man it was it was a real nice weekend so i had a great weekend how's your start off um Weekend was cool. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Very hot. Um, I said it was 85 on Friday. I just had to take a break from work, man. That's when we went over to AP's. Yeah. Uh, got lit. I ended my night hella early. Um, <laughs> I was drunk, fam. I was drunk. Posted a bunch of shit on my Instagram. <laughs> Did you see it? I see. I was drunk, too. So I didn't get to see it. 
and you erase everything by the time that I you know really got it together yeah, and checked stuff out. All that shit. I deleted tweets. I deleted Facebook statuses. Yeah. You got to... Can you do that for me? I'm asking you as a friend. Can you do that for me? I'll try my best, man. <laughs> just you know, I got my like, own stuff going just, on. Just so. be like this. Be like, Reese, give me here. And I'll be like, all right, man. I'll... Sometimes you want the attention you put out there, man. That's what you want sometimes. Oh, man. It's something like... You hit who you wanted to, <laughs> and they answered. Like I said, they answered. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I got in a little bit of trouble. But I deleted that shit. And the morning when I woke up, I looked at it, and I was like... She's not gonna appreciate this shit. I'm deleting this. <laughs> she not this shit. ain't gonna go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, nah, fuck her. I give her this love for free. <laughs> so, um, so I deleted all that shit Saturday morning, and then Saturday I took summer to get stuff, you know, for her mom for Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Um, Sunday was just hella hot all day. Yeah. I started to kick on my mom, but my mom was sloughing. My mom didn't go back home until like three hours after she told me she was gonna be home. Yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah, that's how it happened. I hit my mom up. She's like, "I'll be back in a couple hours." I was like, "All right." Yeah, I'm not about to chase you through the wind. <laughs> All right, lady. I and my mom lives an hour away, so it's like I'm about to. Is that that shit is an span hour away? Home. Yeah, the sway. Yeah, like Ooh. you live an hour out, G. I'm about to. I love you to death. And then <laughs> Summer's mom was gonna drop her off, so I was like, I only have a limited window of time. Yeah, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, that was cool. Watch the Jordan documentary. You know what I mean? I haven't uh, seen one episode yet. So you I'm, haven't seen I'm, any I'm of them? Just, I'm a been, hey, yeah. Lee, have you seen any of them? Zero. None. Zero. Yeah, we together. Oh, now. have you yeah, watched yeah. any of them? Zero. You guys have watched none of the Jordan joints? Why are you looking like that? It's no. three against one. You're, you're a minority. <laughs> shit. Okay, that's in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at us like we're crazy it's right now. It's a global phenomenon. Bro, there's been eight, eight episodes. There's been four Sundays in a room. I haven't seen one. I'm going to binge watch it, though. I'm going to do that. You should. You know, it's, it's tight, man. It's, it's really dope. Um, What else, man? Uh, kind of think that was it for my weekend. How's your weekend? I was going to ask him, man. Can I get to that? Mine's is slow. Okay. Yeah, my weekend's slow, man. What did y'all do for Mother's Day? Uh, we stayed in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Stay home. Quarantine Mother's you. Day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Uh, Why not? Didn't do too much, man. You know, cooked. Make sure mama's kept well. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Got you. Yeah, make Best sure she going. was catered to that day. Hey. And, you know, hey, boxes checked. Got you. Um, before we get into um, talking to Lee and, and why Lee's here and, and the conversation I want to have, uh, I do want to have a little bit of a somber moment and, and a little bit of a moment of silence. Um, my my younger sister called me uh, this morning, and I actually talked to all my sisters today, which is really kind of crazy because they all called separately. And it was really a, a, a somber moment. Um, so if you're not really familiar with my younger sister's story, um, she's in a rehabilitation clinic right now down in Mississippi. Um, okay. Or is it Alabama? One or two. Anyway. But, um, you know, she's had that struggle dealing with addiction, you know, dealing with um, some of the people in her life, some of her closest friends haven't dealt with addiction. Um, so I want to just uh, kind of give, um, uh, have a moment of silence and a rest in peace for uh, Miss Melissa Tyler. She was 26 years old. Okay. Uh, like I said, she was my sister's friend. My sister called me earlier and said she was dealing with struggles um, when the whole quarantine hit, you know, corona hit. Yeah. They, uh, she was one of the people that were let out of the center that they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way my sister put it to me was that she just wasn't strong enough to say no, to say no. Right. Um, you know, when she left. I, mean, I guess she was with a group of friends. She um, she did uh, heroin, oh, and wow. and she, you know, was reacting poorly mm-hmm. to the heroin, and instead of the people that were with her taking her to the hospital, mm-hmm. they put her in a bathtub and, like, you yeah. know, with ice, and right. by the time she actually did get to the hospital, uh, she was brain dead, yeah. and so... It was on uh, Melissa's mother to make the decision, you know, whether to keep her on a ventilator or not. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, her mom, you know, made the decision to take her off. She's brain dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer like of that, course. especially your child. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it hit my sister really hard because she was uh, one of the people that were there for my sister when she yeah. had my niece. Yeah. My niece is only four months old right now. And so, um, 26 years old, 
you know, basically, like I said, you know, uh, died of, a, of an overdose. And it broke my heart because, you know, we talk about, you know, we've joked about drugs and stuff like that, you know, on this podcast. Yeah. And we've talked, you know, you talk to your friends about it and you joke. And a lot of things we really take lightly, but we don't really understand, you know, like the struggle sometimes that people go through. And you don't understand the impact that it has. Like I said, she has three little ones now. Yeah. Um, I think they're all under the age of five, you know, who now have to go through life, you know, without, without the mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to be able to get gain her perspective on what that struggle looks like. Yeah. You know, they're... They're going to look at it and say, I, I mean, at one point in my life, I was with someone whose parent died of an overdose, yeah. you know, so the way that I know the way to look at them is rather selfish, yeah. you know, for being addicted, but you don't get the perspective of that struggle. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to take a quick moment of silence for uh, Miss Melissa Tyler. She she passed today. Um, so if we could just take a quick moment of silence in her memory. Um, you know, may she rest in peace, may her family rest in peace. And well. also, I want to add, um, wrestling up to Cooper, young guy from the south, from South Seattle. Yes, sir. Played football for Connor Beach. Um, Connor, his name was Connor. And, um, I knew him through my friend who was his football coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was shot down in front of his house. Nobody knew what's going on or what happened. Um, also, little Stevie, he, um, passed away Friday. Yes, sir. He was killed Friday. So, um, you know, the violence is just, it's, it's, it's not needed, and um, there's ain't, nothing's worth a man's life. There's a lot of things that's not worth a man's life. So, I just want to send love out to their families, and um, you know, prayers as much as I can. I, I can't tell you how to grieve, but just you know, be strong for them, and make sure that they're sent home in the right way, and just spread a word of love and peace because um, you know, Seattle has this thing where, you know, it's death year round, but then when the sun it starts getting hot, the best times are coming. Stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. So I want to send uh. Love to Connor and to um, little Stevie's family. Um, and hope that you guys find something in this time that make you happy, if not make you happy, at least help you grieve without having to turn to any type of drugs or um, violence that would, like, come after them. You know, no, no reason to go back and create more violence when there's already a lot going on. So I got to talk to a couple of them guys. And, of course, they're all breathing fire right now, which is understandable. I've been there, but also you got to think about your future and futures of others and um, the moms and dads and the kids that's left behind. So just sending love to all those guys, man, because I know it's tough right now and um, it's a new season and uh, it's going to be hard to get through this summer. Believe you me, I've been through that a couple times. So just continue to to build on yourself and um, send them out the right way and represent them how they would want you to represent. So, Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, we just pray that, you know, the families, you know, find some type of peace and solace, yeah. uh, you know, in, in these very, very trying times. It's hard to lose somebody, especially when they're young. Yeah. You know, I spoke to one of Stevie's cousins the other day. I'm not going to say their name out here, but um, two of his cousins, actually, and, and they both kind of say, you know, I, I didn't, I don't know how to deal. Yeah. I just don't know how to deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just pray that, you know, we can we can get through these hard times. It's going to be a crazy summer. You already know it is. Cats yeah. is in, inside, you know, for as much as we're inside. Uh, cats get locked up, you know. Um, hope the cats, you know, uh, get a chance to work out their situations, and I just, I just pray for peace, man. It's gonna be wild, and I yeah. hope that those of us who are in our generation, you know, me, you, you know, individuals like Lee, you know, can speak to the younger generation and just get them to calm down and mellow out. You know, you never know what your words can do. Yeah, I hope you know this podcast reaches some ears of some younger people. Uh, you know, and that just calm down. Even us older folks, you know, mm-hmm. we lose our tempers as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, not how I wanted to start the podcast on a summer note, yeah, but, but it's, it's needed though. Got to be addressed. It's needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just hope that you know we are able to get it together. Get it together, people. <clears throat> um, 
yeah, that was it. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple things we want to get to today. Lee. Yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, my man, for being here. Oh, my pleasure, man. You know, always welcoming Yeah, anybody we, coming in. We were going to have Lee on, what was it? We spoke, what, a couple months back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to talk to Lee a couple months back. I forgot what the subject was. It was kind of similar to what we're talking about now, um, the climate of the country. Lee, do me a favor, please. And you're yes. gonna, I know you're going to be modest when you do it, but What's that? please run down your resume to the people and let you know people know who you are and what oh, you Oh, man, did. it's simple, man. It's not that big. Ten years of law enforcement, you know, through the... Let's see, I went jails, um, then two other agencies. I don't have to mention them, but I'm, I am gotcha. currently okay. with an agency. All right. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, got background in sports, football. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to University of Idaho and accomplished some things there. Nice. You know, mm-hmm. as, especially as when we talk about what we do as a black community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were one of the first fraternities because of my my help and others because mm-hmm. it wasn't just me. Oh, you know, I never do anything alone. Yeah, right. And, and if I do get the accolade, it's everybody else that helped me get to that point. Right. Um, but yeah, we first fraternity in the state of what, uh, Idaho. Oh yeah, Idaho. Yeah, man. Five, five, five Beta Sigma. Yeah. So yeah, was proud of that, but not just because we were first, but it actually gave the avenue for everybody else to come in. Right. So did some of that there. Um, I was but part of the Little Brother program, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Oh, that's tight. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. really dope. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, keeping those kind of ties and networks in my career and my life mm-hmm. gave me great experiences, uh, especially becoming a police officer because mm-hmm. I never wanted to be an officer. Right. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. He didn't mention he played in the NFL. My man didn't mention yeah, that. He that. sings. You know what I'm saying? All that. It's cool. I knew he was going to be around his brother. He's talented. I knew he was going to keep him modest. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a little humble pie. <laughs> started off, I just, just to explain the relationship between uh, Lee and I. Lee was my customer when I was at uh, AT&T. Um, he's a real solid dude. You know what I'm saying? He came in, needed some help. I think you needed help with um, some stuff for your daughter. I think you guys were getting your daughter yep. a phone, you, yep. you and your ex at the time. Yep. You guys came in. Yep. Uh, and what shocked me was the fact that he and his ex were super cool. Yeah. They were super cool. And I, and, and uh, Lee was courting this, this like, lady at the time. how you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, nigga, I ain't got to that point. <laughs> Explain this to me. Help me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I saw him at the beginning. It was now the relationship that he has with his wife now, yeah. who he's married to. Uh, so that was super tight. Um, you know, we started kicking it, hanging out. He had super dope crib on Alki that was tight. Uh, you know, we just started uh, hanging out, things like that. And he was just a really good brother, you know, uh, able to mentor me and help me in some some facets of life. So that was, that's always been appreciated. Um, so I watched him, um, you know, start working for the agency that he worked for, mm-hmm. you know, and I caught you on the beat. I thought, what I yeah. catch you? Give him my ticket or arrest yeah. somebody one time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was, I think I would stop somebody because I normally don't really give tickets. Right. Um, and I speak for myself and myself only. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like giving tickets. Mm-hmm. You would have to press me depending on your tickets, yeah, yeah. your attitude yeah. towards me. Like you was just in a bad mood. And I could read that. But if you just interacted with me and it's just a piss poor matter, like, oh, man. I mean, okay. Yeah. You yeah. don't force me to yeah. give you a ticket because right, you want right, to be right. that way, then yeah. okay. But I'd say a good 90% of mine was just education. Hey, listen. I don't want to give you a ticket. I don't like writing tickets, but yeah. just do this for me next time. Right. Yeah. Right, right, so it was right. probably one of those moments. It was one of those, and I, I remember exactly where it was. Like, I played a scene in my mind. I rolled up, 
He looked over at me and was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, my guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's going <Yeah>, work. <laughs> right. You go ahead and handle that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got Absolutely. somewhere to go. Absolutely. But uh, nah, man, great guy here. And again, uh, thank you for being here. Man, my pleasure. Appreciate Absolutely. It. So I, I do want to have a conversation about what's going on, kind of the climate of the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the uh, Ahmad Arbery situation, you know, the Sean Reed situation. Uh, what was the gentleman's name from here? We spoke about it uh, really briefly. Um, a gentleman who was who was shot with the baby in his hand. Oh, um, mm. gee, I don't know his whole name, but I know his name. Do you remember his name? Oh, you sent me the thing. I'll look it up because I have it in my text uh, from you. Oh, uh, but you know, like I said, there's there's a lot of uh, angst in the country right now. There's a lot yeah. of anger. Um, yeah. I wanted to have a conversation with you about you know how, one how do these situations take place? Um, how do we as a community kind of move forward? You know, with the with the outrage. You know, what's the best? What's the best route for us to go? And if you don't feel comfortable answering that, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, what can we do to kind of dull some of the hostilities? Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say between Just, between policing and and community wise bridge yeah, that gap? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, well, one, you know, with the Amar Arbery, I know you're not a, um, I know you're not a lawyer or prosecutor. Yeah, didn't you know, know, but not at all. How does something like that kind of slip through the gaps? How do people see? I that? mean, you know, it's unfortunate. Number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Because you have situations where different different jurisdictions handle things differently. differently right. Sure. And we can Monday night quarterback that thing until we, we pass out. Mm-hmm. But they still got their jurisdiction on how they handle things. Now, right. normal policing would have that person who was shooting detained at minimum mm-hmm. just so they can investigate. After that, then, you know, investigations follow up. And whatever crime was committed or a crime not committed, that person's released or arrested based on that, those circumstances. Right. However, I have no clue what went down south because we're talking a whole different animal. Okay. And I say that respectfully <laughs> because right. they just they handle things a whole lot different. Right, right, right. Um, so it's just a shame when you see that taking place mm-hmm. and it being – of course, a person of color, yeah. and it don't matter who, what color yeah. it is. Right. You know, a life's a life at the end, and how it went down is like, wow, really? Right. I mean, you couldn't back up and see something else yeah. and just kind of reevaluate and assess the situation from afar. Right. You had to take means in your own hands and do that. Mm-hmm. That was your only option. choice yeah. and option. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. So that's, that for me, again, I don't chastise police and what they do because we all going to respond to things differently. Right. Like we were just talking about how we, um, how we grieve. Right. Somebody might be over in an hour. Somebody might take two months. You know, right. we, we can't right. channel that. Right. Sure. So I don't know how they got into their mindset of what they did. But when you ask me personally mm-hmm. in situations that I've been in, yeah, there's a different route I take. What is the, uh, is there a protocol? Is there protocols or training when it comes to uh, apprehending, like, say, a suspect of a crime? And in the situation where it was, um, say, with the SPD and they you know, shot the local guy, mm-hmm. uh, he had a baby in his hands. You know, he was running from the police. You yeah. know, it, well, again, I can't speak for SPD because right. I'm not SPD. If right. I was on their force, I would be not able to talk about it of because course, it's under course. investigation. In my opinion, in my opinion only, this is Leland Allen talking from his opinion. Um, you're assessing that situation again. You got a man with a baby, and depending on what kind of crime was committed, if it's imminent danger, and when I say imminent, that means right now. Right. He's 
capping people off as he's running or something, yeah, he's got to go. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, if the baby's a casualty to that, to stop him from having other fatalities out right. there, then that's what's got to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you see him and there might be some other way to deal with it or you might be able to set up a pursuit or a perimeter, yeah, you can do it that way. It's hard to train for those because they're so dynamic. It's like an active shooter. Mm-hmm. I can get ready for certain situations in an active shooter, but I can't set the scene. Right. You know, I can set a mock scene to, okay, if there's a window or if there's a door or if there's a desk, let's try and use our cover and do stuff like that. Right. But you can't ever set that scene once that scene happens. And it's so dynamic that your training as an officer, the first thing that goes through your mind normally, and for me, I should say, is saving life. Mm-hmm. Whether that life be somebody who just tried to shoot at me and I had to shoot back, now I got to go render aid, or I got to put him down because he's going to hurt some others outside the door. Right. So it, it's, it's, it's hard to judge those situations because they're just too dynamic at that point. Got you. And I, I'm not making you the spokesperson for, no, no. you know, I got law it. enforcement things of that yep. nature. But, I mean, there's a video that came out today mm-hmm. of somebody who, I think it was somebody who had an axe. I don't know if you guys saw that dude had an axe and he was like kind of wielding it, brandishing it towards police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So we just we just see as a country, you know, a lot more lenience, uh, leniency being shown towards white Americans mm-hmm. than black. Obviously, there's a racial problem, you yeah. know. But I think the question comes: Is there training for that? You know, there there is, there is and there isn't. It's, there's not a certain class that you get to sit in and say, okay, here's here's a communications class based on cultural diversity. You walk into a place and you see uh, East Africans. You know, whether it be Somalian, Kenyan, whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you address them? If you walk into a community with Polynesians, Samoans, how do you address that? Mm-hmm. And there's really, truly different ways that you address sure. those cultures. Yeah. Right. You know, Asians don't really put their eyes on you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bow. Right. You know, so if you use a handshake, sometimes that's like, hey, what you shaking my hand for? That's a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look up to certain cultures, that's a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. If you in the eye. Mm-hmm. Females. Right. You can't, you know, uh, uh, go eye to eye with a male. Right. Um, so those situations really aren't a teaching tool when they're in the academy, the police academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like old said, yes, there is discretion. But discretion is that based, based on that person's DNA exactly. and personality, how you react. We have something in policing we call fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And we put you in a scenario and one of those twos are going. One of those two options are going to take place. Right. You're going to either fight, flee, or freeze. One of those three, and that's based on your character. How how you going to react to something that happens right now? You going to put your fists up and get ready to fight, or are you going to freeze and be like, "What's my option? What's my option?" And you're going to look around and you're frozen, or are you going to be like, "Nope, I'm outie." So mm-hmm. those are really based on, um, and I can't speak for other academies. I am right now. Um, in a training capacity mm-hmm. for uh, uh, for law enforcement. So I now get to put my input and my impact on individuals, uh, stressing the moments of emotional intelligence, which is something that I think a lot of police look at 
and that's a big course for us, that emotional intelligence, uh, stress relievers, um, how we're dealing with people in crisis. All of those things are part of communication because you're assessing somebody in a half of a second. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person ups the ante and he's got a, uh, uh, a weapon, now your anxiety and everything in heart rate is going up just like theirs is. But you still have to assess what that person is doing. Now, you said the guy had an axe. Now, we look at that as, okay, that's a weapon that can cause permanent damage or right. fatality. Absolutely. You know. Now, depending on what he's doing with that, he might be in a big part and, you know, juggling with three or four axes. Right. We get that call. It's going to be more of a social contact because we got to figure out, okay, hey, what's going on with this guy with the knife or the, the, the axes? We're going to have him put him down before we step forward. Right. Um, so the training to get back to your question is sporadic. You can get it in spurts and it just depends on what instructor you get or what questions may be asked um, when you start to get into that capacity of law enforcement, the communication. Right. It's a skill set. As a negotiator for my agency, those skill sets are life and death. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's, you're doing things based on A through Z, and you got to go through that checklist Mm -hmm. of seeing what you're going to do. Right. So verbal skills is the other thing that that we, that you you really want as a police officer, and not everybody has it. And I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying some of the things my mom, she's, um, Child Protective Services Officer for SPD. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she goes through similar similar training and mm-hmm. seminars and stuff, and she speaks of the same things about, you know, you can only prepare so much. Absolutely. You as a person have to be, you know, able to make decisions right. and do certain things. So I've, I've heard some of the similar talk coming from her yeah. working for SPD in that type of situation. Yeah. Not, not really having a, a format to dealing with, especially different races, like you said. Right. I've been sometimes when she's went to houses and – you know, the woman can't talk, the man hasn't come talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Or just a certain yeah. situation. So everything presents itself. You just got to, as a person, be able to adjust and make the best you know, possible right. choice you can. And, and you know, any officer that says they've seen everything, I'd be weary of that because there's a lot of things you don't see. Yeah. You might have seen a lot of a lot of things, but you haven't seen everything. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, hats off to those who have seen a lot of things because their adjustment to the next scene that they go to or the next call they get from dispatch mm-hmm. is definitely um, recognized and that experience that you just came from can play into that. So, you know, it's it's an ongoing, constant learning, and that's why we always talk about in law enforcement, don't get complacent mm-hmm. because that will kill you, you know, whether you're letting your guard down or forgetting what your training was about. Because now you're just doing routine. We don't have a routine. Anytime a police officer says we've got a routine traffic stop, mm-hmm. he's complacent. You never have a con- uh, uh, routine traffic I've stop. Heard that shit mm-hmm. so many times. So when I got when I was peeing outside the thing, yeah, dude said that that day when we was outside of our nets, yeah, and I was taking a piss on, in the bushes. He said that shit. This is routine. What? You like routinely get people peeing in bushes outside of bars. <laughs> That's tight, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a it's a word that's thrown around media loosely. wise. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Because every situation, like you said, is different. Man, even being a person that's been pulled over in this situation, it's like, 
yeah. you know, routine about this. And my right. life, this day is different. This time right. is different. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, it's not a routine. Yeah. We don't do this all the time. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. Um, I, I spoke. To, I used to work with a guy. He said he had gone through. Uh, you know, the, the academy mm-hmm. and the training that they go through mm-hmm. uh, for SPD specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that you know they they're taught to fear a lot more than they're taught to you know empathize and uh, kind of just gauge situations. He was saying that there's fear tactics built into the training. Mm-hmm. Now this might be just been his his own narrow scope. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you hear that a lot. You know what I mean? You hear that, you know, they're taught to be fearful of the civilians, you mm-hmm. know, that, and, and I just, I, I want to know, because I, I've never done it myself, never been right. through it, um, you know, how much of that uh, is based in fact? Like, is there any merit to that? Um, and, and again, that's just personal of course. advantage. Of course. You know, um, what we are teaching in the academy now mm-hmm. is recognition. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your legal authority? Once you get that legal authority, that basis of why you're there, whether somebody called you out for dispatch or somebody aided you to a call and say, hey, over there, what's your legal authority to be there? I've got to ask that RP, we call them RPs, reporting party, mm-hmm. what's going on? What right. do you need? Right. Uh, who needs help? Or why do you want him trespassed off of your property? Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. i got to have a legal authority to be there. If I don't have one, guess what? That's what we call a social contact. That social contact means if I ask you, hey, Mr. Reese, you think I can see your uh, driver's license? You can tell me to go kick rocks. And mm-hmm. that contact is done. Yeah. There's right. no reason to get mad at you for that. Okay, so hey, appreciate it. You have a nice day, Mr. Reese. That's or should all be. I know about you. Should, should be. Should absolutely. Be. absolutely. Ooh, man. Yeah. Should yeah, cause, be. Cause I will, I will right. say in a situation, uh, there was a time where me and my daughter's mom had went on, you know, went on a date, went to the mm-hmm. movies. Uh, somebody broke into her car. Right? To break into her car. Uh, stole a couple of things, you know. Of course, we called the police. Police, right. police arrive. Uh, they get there. They're like, "Hey, you know what's what's going on? Hey, you know, car got broken into." Right. Dude takes our number. He's yeah. saying we have insurance, all that good stuff. Yeah. He pulls me to the side. Say, "Hey, you know, can I see your license? You know, your driver's license. You know, identification." I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, cool. He's like, "You know, uh, you have a suspended license." Yeah, all right. But I had already paid like my bench warrant mm-hmm. and all that, and mm-hmm. was paying off. He put me in cuffs. There's no way for me to fight back in this situation. It's going to end poorly for me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so in a situation like that, I kind of feel like, you know, I was violated. Right. I, I don't even have a warrant now. Right, right. My license is just suspended. Fam. You can't arrest me for that. I'm not even behind the wheel. I'm not driving. Right, You right. know, so, you know. I, I would say in situations, and this would be a blanket rule for me because I tell a lot of high school kids, kids that I run into on the street, it's like seeing us in, in, in uniforms and, hey, I want to be a policeman. I do whatever that officer wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're recording because the device, they once they stop you, it's automatically driven. Once once the car stops and then that's on, there's no way of turning oh, okay. that off. Okay. You can manually turn it off, but mm-hmm. the light is still recording or the, or the car cam is still recording. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do everything in front of his vehicle, you say, hey, sir, I can step in front of your vehicle if you want. That way everything's seen. You know, mm-hmm. and you ask your questions, what you need to ask. And if he wants to be, you know, smart about it and answer your questions um, politically correct, however he wants to answer them, at least he's answering them. As soon as you get out of line or he thinks in his mind that, oh, well, now he's being confrontational, then now his anxiety level is going up. And I'm not speaking for everybody. Right. These, these are the rare few. Mm-hmm. And because I've never worked with one like this, but these are the rare few that we see sometimes on video uh, throughout different states, might not even be in Washington. But when they get like that, you're almost in a win position because now he's off of his calm podium 
and which he should be on. Because mm-hmm. police officers should always address the situation with a sense of calmness. Right. Because that's the way we are taught. Mm-hmm. Hey, we go to it and we take control. That doesn't mean we throw our chest up and, uh, and you know, because we got the badge. Negative. Mm-hmm. Go there and find out what's going on. He could have, and again, I'm not challenging what he did to you, but he could have said, hey, do you know you got a warrant? Especially after your car is broken into. Mm-hmm. This is not, we just made the situation worse, really. Like, oh, man, I'm a, now you're going to get, my car was damaged, now you're going to come get me on a warrant. Right. When it probably could have been handled in a better situation. Again, that's quarterbacking what he did. Mm-hmm. But in my situation, I'm okay. What's going on? You know, you got a warrant. Uh, did you take care of it? Well, if you didn't, I'm gonna give you 24 hours or 48 hours to go ahead and follow it up, make sure it's out of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, because some warrants aren't really worth it. Just saying, <laughs> you know. Well, I went. I went to jail that night. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yo, I I would just say that from from my experience. With, with the SPD and the Washington State Patrol, mm-hmm. I don't mess around in other towns like Covington's and Des Moines and Berrien's. But <clears throat> man, usually with the with the state troopers, I'm always in the wrong. And the first thing they ask me is, "Do you know why we stopped you?" Yeah, I was I was speeding. I come with something funny, right? You know, my ex wife left me for a state trooper. Thought she was coming <laughs> to bring her ass back. So you know what I'm saying. And, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, you know, call the, the state police out, man, but I never got a ticket probably six, seven times over there because I was just straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody asked me, police pulled me over a few times, SPD. Yeah. You've been drinking. Man, this is, listen, if the police ask you if you've been drinking, now you law enforcement, but I'm assuming because they smell alcohol. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was I always tell the truth. Hell, yeah, I was drinking. How about three Coronas? But I weigh 300 pounds, so you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think that a lot of times with the police, with us, and I mean, I'm I'm a trained diplomat, literally. I went to school for that. Mm-hmm. So I know how to talk to people and pressure situations. But I always be thinking, like, I usually go home. I always go home with an encounter with the police, usually with no ticket because I know how to speak diplomatically. But then I think about, man, so many of us, you know what I'm saying, a situation goes from zero to 100 because we be like, man, fucking police, this, 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 and that. And that's really how you feel. And I think that sometimes when they encounter with the police, you got to make a decision as to be like, man, am I going to be diplomatic <clears throat> mm-hmm. today? And probably might even beat this officer at their own game, not to say they're playing a the game, but you get what right. I'm saying. Or is it like, man, am I going to let this frustration out that I got because I know that there's some bullshit that I got pulled over? Right. For, for somebody like me, I played a diplomatic route. And, you know, I mean, it usually always works, at least in the city of Seattle. I don't want to try it out there in some of these smaller cities where they bored because they want to take me to jail anyway. Well, this was this was Tugwilla. Tugwilla PD, I think, and and just I think the opinion of the people have been notorious for. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty bad. So I went to I went to jail that night. It was a Sunday night. I I ended up bailing myself out. The lady let me you know sign my debit yeah. card. It cost yeah. me three hundred fifty bucks right. uh, to do so, but right. you know. No, and like, my daughter's mom was crying and shit yeah. and all that. Like I said, <laughs> you know, there's there's ways to do it. And if you address yourself, you know, with some tactics that, that, that are just, I mean, if you're calm when the police come at you, more than likely it's going to be one of those great conversations and 
you'll be off and doing what you got to do or right. you you know the ticket writers are the ticket writers again I'm for me in my opinion and what I do mm-hmm. it's going to be an educational moment if I need to educate you on it if you already knew that you did something wrong and you was trying to get somewhere I'm going to let you explain that and let you be on your way right because the crime just doesn't I mean it doesn't administer a beat down like that like oh I'm going to take you and take your license right, right, right. you know and, and and understanding also that um People gonna kill me for saying this, but understanding that these moments that we see that are televised, like the the Sean Reed situations, mm-hmm. you know, the the Ahmaud Arbery mm-hmm. situations, they're really in the minority. Not to say that they should be overlooked and right. you know given excuses right. for given right. excuses for because they're atrocious. Right. We, we, we all understand Absolutely. that they're, they're re- completely ridiculous. Um, you know, but however, um, you know, understanding that not every cop is bad. Right. You know, and right. I, and I know that that's not the popular thing to say because. We're in an uproar. I mean, you know, something has to be done. There has right. to be. I know people have called for police reform and things right. of that nature. Definitely and, um, reform. Yeah. It's just the, the experiences we've had. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. So Absolutely. That, you that know. Up to this and and even, sure. something that's a, even something that's a rarity, you know, should be called into question. You know what I mean? Right. If you're talking about reform, this is, uh, this is interesting right now because, you know, the consent decree is, a <clears throat> is under discussion right now. You know, the Obama administration put the Seattle Police Department under a consent decree. Uh, mm-hmm. over accountability and so now it's a big issue right now if that consent decree is going to stay in place or if the mayor if the police chief are going to try to get rid of uh, rid of the uh, consent decree uh, i know that was just some general conversation but when you talk about oversight right now like the spd has oversight from the federal government because there was no oversight that, that's been and that's been see i had a case of my own back in 07 and that's when uh SPD drugs? was pretty bad Nah, actually, it had nothing to do with with any drugs. I'm um, it I'm was playing. um. I, mean, I still drink. I, I don't, you know, walk this walk. But, Twice um, on Sunday, baby. Literally, I um had a case where I learned that you know um, mm-hmm. a lot of it was a lot going on in SPD, and they sent the federal government to overlook them. This was like '07, and they started overwatching them and you know seeing what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they sent me this. So I remember her name was Sasha Marley, crazy lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, because um. My arrest officer, you know, I'm not going to say his name because if I say his name, yeah. you'll be like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, him and his whole <clears throat> unit mm-hmm. um, out the South Precinct was, they were they weren't good. Okay. <laughs> they, were, they were bad guys. Okay. So the federal government was actually watching them mm-hmm. back then. And so they sent me a pro bono lawyer um, who actually turned out to be a high power, you know, attorney right. who actually was working with the federal government. Mm against the SPD. Right. And so um, I remember I had Judge Hightower. And so um, I'm going to court and stuff, and it took them like three months. We're in court, and she's like hella embarrassed because she's asking for the discovery. She's mm-hmm. asking for the radioactivity around that time, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the first coming looking at me like all oh, this young, and then they're like, hold on, something's not right. Right. Because you guys ain't bring me no discovery, no radioactivity. There's nothing. So you guys had an agenda. There was something else going on. Right. You guys were doing it. So it just yeah. dismissed with prejudice and some other things that went on, you know what I'm saying, that I, I benefit from. But um, it was a situation where I learned that the federal government came to look over SPD because of a lot of the things that were going on. Right. And it was really, really deep. Mm. And some stuff I actually thought about writing a book about Yeah. Um, that that's deeper than what I can actually say on here. Yeah. Ooh, can, but, I write um, the, uh, can I write the forward? Yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's real. Oh, like, they, they really have people who are – Looking after SPD, I'm not brushing you off, but I think it's, 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 yeah, a it's, real, cool, it's a real situation. You know, something we can talk about off air. Um, you said, go ahead, Reese, just do it. That um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if you feel like you want to put up with it, because it's it's heavy. 
Yeah. It's really, really heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, you got to be careful with certain things. You right. You know what I'm saying? But um, I went through that situation. I learned it. I never thought about that. Like, you know, the federal government is going to look over. I never, you never think about that. Right. Like, the police are supposed to be the police. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they're and supposed to be. not be police. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. But then at that time, I was well, like, It should Damn. be, though, right? It should oh, be some type of. Oh, come on, man. They got to have some accountability. Within this, yeah, within yeah. this structure, they should have their own. I never right, thought about right. this other agency, which is the the feds, basically like, nah, we got to watch you motherfuckers too. Like, we, right, we got to yeah. watch you guys too at the yeah. same time, you know what I'm yeah. saying, because things ain't right. So I learned that and got to see that firsthand, you know, mm-hmm. to where, you know, I'm going through a situation and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And then they just send me somebody who's like, hey, this is what's going on. You'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, you got pulled by the right guys. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> Basically, yeah. Keep charging. Yeah, keep charging. Yeah. Exactly. And and this is not to like vilify police officers. Obviously, it's yeah, everyone's no. like you know yeah. within our own community. No, I mean, uh, yeah. rest in peace. You know, Officer Jackson. You know, there's Officer Cookie. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, my aunt Monique. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's there's some great officers out there. Right? Absolutely. Um, huh. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, she's been thirty something years. I'm assuming. I think. I think it's thirty. Is it? Years is it thirty something years? Yeah, I think it's thirty something. I know it's, it's a good long time. Yeah. So we we've had some you know police officers within our community that we all recognize you know and can yeah. put yeah. a place on a pedestal. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, who have right. seen a lot of us through mm-hmm. young years. Whew. Yeah. Young oh, boy, years. I was in some trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple of times, I remember Officer Cookie came in and see my mom and they had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. <laughs> Glad I got out of that. Um, it takes a village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it does. You know, and I. I think that was kind of my thing, you know, wanting to, um, you know, and, and uh, John Lyons is a police officer now. Uh, you know, I was talking to him. Um, Deshaun Satcher was part of the OPD. I think he's going to start, you know, I think he wants to become a police officer for a Rim Police Department. So, you know, we're getting a lot more of us, you know, yes. infused into the system. Yes. And I think that's what's going to change. Cause you see things on social media. You see, like, the, the videos of, like, the cops, you know, playing basketball with right. kids and, yeah. you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And it, it looks good. It does. It, it looks good, but that's not the total solution. No. You know what I mean? No. I, I think, uh, like, you and I were having a conversation a couple months ago right. about the reprogramming, you know, in the, in the education. Yep. It's, it's, yep. it's okay, it might not be the solution, but it does help. Being raised of course. in Seattle, of course, yeah. um, what I learned of what they did was bring a whole bunch of out-of-towners here. Yeah, that don't make Who sense. don't know anybody, yeah. who don't care about getting to know anybody. Yeah. Right. And that's me being, like, you know, from the CD, growing up in the CD, you right. know what I'm saying, and seeing different things, even in the South End. You know what I'm right. saying? You're bringing in people who don't know you, right. who don't care to get to know you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're, just, they're giving this idea of this is a gang activity. Gang activity when they yeah. even know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The worst neighborhood in Seattle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of that that goes on, too. So that might not be the solution of, hey, playing basketball with the kids, but interaction leads to a lot better relationships than yeah. just seeing you when you think something's wrong yeah. or something's going on or something. You know, I didn't see it at all, especially yeah. being in the CD, like a whole bunch of stuff. So it's, it's definitely not the solution, but I can see where that could change someone's perspective right. where a kid could look up to you instead of looking right. at you like you're only yeah. around when bad stuff's happening. Because right. I was one of those kids. I only see you when you was on BS or when you was mm-hmm. trying to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, get to people and right. stuff. I never yeah. seen you, you know, the community events and right. all that. And right. so even when my mom and there, they talk about, like, I give her input. And so they, she goes back to her uh, her captain and stuff, and they talk, and it's actually been good ideas. Like, you know, not just because when you say community, they're like at, you know, the white communities right. that are just stuff. Right, right. doing something. I told them, no, we need you in the inner city. You yeah. want to be seen? Yeah. Go down here. Go down here to Rainier Beach. Go right. down here to um, Franklin. Go down here to Garfield. Um, you know, do certain things that where they see you in a Don't different light. Don't just be light. at Roosevelt. Yeah, where they see you in a different light, and yeah. they they can accept you for, oh, this is a human being. They're not just here to just make my life right. a living hell. Or yeah, making, making your way to 
when it's football season, you're going down to Rainier or CAYA mm-hmm. watching the game for a minute. You said CAYA. Yeah, but well, yeah, that's a long time back. We've been here, been here <laughs> a while. Jackets. I aged myself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all good. But I mean, that's what it's about getting into yeah. that community, yeah. injecting yourself to a point where you want your face to be recognized by at least someone in the community. Exactly. Um, going up to Promenade, uh, I mean, when I was up here, uh, I was a relief squad. Edward George Relief Squad. Okay. And uh, I made my way through the CD just because I, I knew people knew who I was based on football. And now I done grown up, and now here I am um, doing some things with police work. Yeah. Now, my background, though, is I had an uncle who was shot and killed mm-hmm. by SPD. So okay. the fact that my family like, you going to work for the people that shot your uncle? Which were you, right. what's your problem? Right, no, right. My, it wasn't my problem. It was what was my solution. Solution, yeah. Right? So I go in thinking that way. I had a, another a frat brother, Antonio Terry, who worked for SPD, murdered by gang members on, on a, on a uh, yeah. So I'm like, wow. wow. So wow. I got different avenues that I come from. So I understand what the community is talking about when it, police brutality and all of this stuff. Yeah, I get it, but it's not to turn against the police in totality. Yeah. You know, because if you look at the overall officer on duty, his intent isn't to get up in the morning and say, I can't wait to kill somebody. Now, there's racism, and we're not going to erase racism. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it's just not yeah. going to happen, yeah. unfortunately. But my my job as an officer is to make sure that we get things out there that people know that there's some good people on this yeah, force that's for sure. working for you and not against you, yeah. that wants you to survive and succeed and do good things and not just, hey, I'm here to arrest you and yeah, take your freedom. Exactly. Because right. that's, that's one of my worst days if I got to arrest you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say as somebody that grew up during weed and seed, SPD got a long way to go. Wait, wait, wait. But, but what's, S- what's weed and seed? You don't know about that? You don't know about weed and seed? Oh, no. Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Man, that's that's half the reason why the CD is the way it is right now. This was the launch city for it. I'll keep it brief. George W. Bush came with a plan with the feds saying that they wanted to weed the bad element in our neighborhood and seed the other element. So they put a lot of federal dollars in here, about a million dollars way back when. And basically a big part of it as well was, one, on the gentrification side, it said that your house could be abated. So that means that, like, if Big Mama, if her grandson was smoking crack— or selling crack in the basement, the federal government could abate the house. That's what I'm saying, bro. This gentrification didn't happen. This gentrification didn't happen by osmosis or by accident. It's part of Operation Weed and Seed. They took our houses in the central district. Then then on then on top of that, Weed and Seed came in when the federal the FBI and the Seattle Police Department teamed up. Bro, there used to be the Astro Vans. The Astro Vans used to roll through the CD, used to jump out. Man, we got our ass whooped by the (laughs) SPD. That's when my mom started Mothers for Police Accountability. It used to be Mothers Against Police Harassment because police beat our ass. I was 16 years old on 29th and Jackson. Beat our ass, nigga. Real deal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, I know, like, man, SPD, they got a long way to go. But, man, the SPD during Weed and Seed don't fuck around. You know what I'm saying? It It was real deal out here. And, you know, I mean, and that's why a lot of people 
my age, it's a lot of bad blood, bro. You know, you get you see you get to talking in here, the temperature yeah, gets no, to rising. You. Because you know, we live through weed and yeah, see and we live we live through gentrification. Yeah, bro, the feds took these houses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, well, black people they didn't pay their taxes, this and that, bro, systemically they came in here and abated houses. Now, imagine these opioid kids. If 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 the if the federal government be like, oh, well, your kids on opioids or they're selling opioids, so we're gonna take your home. So you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I say all that to say that I think that um, that SPD, you know, even under Chief Best, they got a long way to go. But it ain't the SPD that it used to be. Man, Jesus. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a lot. Um, my my mom Ooh. and the parents dealing with that. I feel like oh, just cuss me out. Like, I, don't so, know. <laughs> I mean, it's what it, with, my, with my mom. You know what I'm saying? Her being <laughs> like harassed. Digging. Being uh, through abuse with police and stuff and certain yeah. things. Um, my grandma, you know, I grew up with dope dealers and drug addicts in my family. So, you know, I had them take in my aunt's house because yeah. of that certain stuff. When It has nothing to do with my aunt. Right. She has right. my live here who's right. selling drugs. Right. But because of that, they can come and take the property. And, you know what I'm saying, we're going through loops trying to get it back. So it's it's different things. And like he said, it's it's, it's kind of like, you know. We 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 de- we develop like post traumatic syndrome, like literally, you know what I'm saying? So now we have this this foresight of it's all bad. So that's why it's yeah. more work for the SPD now mm-hmm. to make it better because of what we've been through, because that's all we see. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing these stories and these things growing up and then I grew up, you know, I'm born in eighty seven, which I think is the last of some of that era. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through it myself in the nineties, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Seeing it and being around it and then being pulled into a situation that really wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I was just, you know, not even wrong place, wrong time because I was blessed to go through it. But it was also a case of just being classified, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. with, with a group of people because of what I look like, you know what I'm saying, not who I am. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, like what O said is real. You know, it just, it, it just takes a lot more work now, you know what I'm saying, especially being where we are. You know, Seattle, right. Washington State is has racism, but it's more passive-aggressive racism yes. other than down south where it's like or in your over, face right now. Or yeah. back east. Yeah, yeah. At least you know what you're dealing with up front. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they, I don't like your, your kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. I got you. I don't yeah. like you niggers. <laughs> right. So no. I want to say this. I, I do want to switch subjects. Okay. Because we got about 30 minutes left. And right. Oh, just called me fat to tell me I was breathing too heavy into the mic. <laughs> me too. So uh, he did it twice. He got you on you? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <not> that. <laughs> Lee's the only one. Uh, no, that's um, everything everybody said is really pertinent. Uh, Lee, thank you for sharing your knowledge. Oh, thank you so much for educating. Call me a nigga. Appreciate that. That's always tight. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no. Again, that's that's uh, very valuable information. Seriously, um, you know, we just have to find solutions. Uh, you know, within our community to try to do things and change things. And I want to have a conversation about that later down the line about what we can do to, you know, uh, affect change. I do want to switch gears real quick because I do want to say and make this distinction. We do run an entertainment podcast. I know we're not like this. And let me say this real fast. Uh, There's a couple podcast hosts out here that I respect and I love and I think are great. Ray and Jay, the He Said, He Said podcast, think they're fucking tight. Um, I think what, um, what's my guy's name? He's my niggas, man. Uh, Anyway, there's a couple podcasts out there I really fuck with. There's some podcasts and podcast hosts out there I don't fuck with. This is not the informative podcast coming to reach for all the social commentary shit. That's not what this is. We're just Lee's a good friend. I want yeah. to be able to have these conversations. It's pertinent to our community. Yeah. Well, it's just well-rounded. We're going to do a little yeah. bit of joking and a little bit of social work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna definitely, yeah. You got to. I mean, as we do as a community, as black people, you know. Right. A lot of things are being taught now, but coming up, some things were put in front of you, so... You had to be around the right people to get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just being well-rounded on here. That's all that is. Yeah, but I say that to say that I wanted to bring up uh, a topic that's all, it's near and dear to all of our hearts, something that's affected all of us. 
Uh, one time I'm going to hear Earl Thomas. <laughs> I want to get into a little bit of ratchet, ratchetry. I don't already have my arguments, man, so let's go ahead. I, I don't want to have arguments. I just want to. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not arguing with none of you guys. I'm talking about all the women who are justifying what he's doing because he was cheating. Oh, now, no. cheating's not right. I'm not saying he's okay for that, but what I'm saying is me growing up, coming from being a high head in the streets, you got to learn not to react to how people treat you. Well, let's, let's take a step back. Let's explain the situation. For those who don't know, we yeah. have him with Earl yeah. and, his, and his lovely wife, Nina, because I really like Nina. She's tight. Um, yeah, Earl was a. I, <laughs> I, I like Nina. I, I like her. She's, I hear you. She's always been cool. Yeah, she was cool too. I met her. All right. Anyway, uh, not, nothing bad. No, seriously, <laughs> she was cool. Yeah, uh, I love her family, man. Um, Earl was caught in uh, caught cheating, caught in his infidelities with his wife. Wife rolled up on him, you know, with a group of her friends, held him at gunpoint with him and his brothers. She got him in the bed with a couple chicks or whatever that situation was. Uh, she held him at gunpoint. Her friends held. His brother and the other brides at knife point. When the cops arrived, she was chasing him around the car with a knife. Uh, yeah. couple, uh, And that was April 13th, I believe it was, something like that. It was earlier in the month. Earl's birthday was a couple of days ago. Uh, she brought Earl a chain, which I'm assuming was coming before the... Of course, you got to get it made. Exactly, yeah. That's, you know, that was it, way she got him a chain that had, you know, him and the kids and her on it and saying all that type of shit. Um, but people seem to think because the, the story broke the day before his birthday, that her giving him the chain was, you know, like a makeup gift and no. shit like that. Like, no, Not she already spent the money, got the chain made, whatever. But y'all, we, we talked about cheating a ton of times on this podcast. Y'all know how I feel about cheating. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I just understand. I get it. <laughs> and, and like I was saying, it's not right. But how she reacted. Oh, man. Wasn't right. Maybe you it was know? justified, though? No, nah, that's the thing I had. A whole bunch of women were, that's why you don't cheat and you don't play with nobody's emotions. That, that's not how you go about it. When you're, mature, when you're mature, you're definitely supposed to be able to, <laughs> okay, he cheated on me. If you really want to leave him, you would have went for the infidelity, got the bag. Like, he cheated in the marriage. That's what I said, too. You know, but she didn't want to cheat him. We want to embarrass him and scare him, which leads to, we're hella old now. Like, it's not like little kids anymore where we're playing. Right. Like, this is real life. And you're going to get a gun. Well, you the, call your friends up. It's premeditated because you're calling people up like, right. I know where he's at. Right. Girl, Let's bring your knife. Him, and, yeah, come on. Him. You know, you're doing a lot of extra shit that does not, if you're really a woman that I've seen women leave, like, they out. Like, well, I'm, I'm I'm done. You here's, know? here's the issue that I had with it. And I, Lee, I know you got thoughts, too. Oh, you got thoughts on this? I just want to make sure. Here's my thing, right? Because and I'm gonna look at it from this standpoint. Let's go all the way back to what happened was they were arguing at the house about Earl's drinking. Yeah, I can relate to that. I completely get it. I've been uh, driven to drink from my person I was with in the past. Um, they argue about that. He leaves the house. His brother said, "Hey, bro, got the bras on the way. Cool, we'll go to the spot." Bet I get it. You get to the spot. You're doing location shit. on Snapchat's on. Yeah, that's I don't know how she got that. She logged to his phone or the computer. Or? Nah, you can see your friends on Snapchat if they got a location on. You just go to the map and. Oh, well, he was drinking. He probably wasn't too. He probably didn't think he was gonna get caught. But <laughs> so he went. You know what I'm saying? Go to the spot. Him and his brother. She walk. She finds out. Oh shit! You can really yeah, see that. Yeah. You see where I'm at Holy right now? Holy shit! I do. It says me. Yeah, and look where the location. Look where the area I'm in. Jesus Christ! Wait, am I in there too? I'm in the central fucking what? area. Wait, is this me? <laughs> no, that's not me. You gotta know your you see. Oh, that's what technology. Swimming at that house. See, I know everybody. I can pull up on you right now. Hey, that's man, crazy. What you doing, brother? Okay, so she caught him. Obviously, it's weird. It's weak. Uh, she called her friend. She said, "Hey, I'm gonna scare this nigga." They got the gun. She takes the clip out, but doesn't understand that there's one in the chamber still. Yeah, man. Which is the most dangerous shit. Come shit. on, takes and, one uh, shot. It, all it takes is one. She could have steeped in the air, my boy. And she wouldn't have missed as close as she was. As close, she was. They said that she was like pressing up against the Less than a foot. Yeah, less than a foot. Super dangerous. Super stupid. But gets her friend. Say, "Hey, girl, we're about to ride on these niggas. We're about to get them. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna pop it." 
Get your shit, let's go. So they all ride bandwagon style. What's, what was the one comedian that used to be on Comic View? The big girl. She says, me and four of them riding. So, so not some more. Oh, uh, um, I know you're talking about. I just seen you know it in the class. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. So they, so they get there. They run in with the knife. They run in with the gun. She could have shot and blown bro's head off, which would have been a super tragedy, and blown her bag at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just me. Very unpopular opinion. Completely get it. I know already I'm about to be held to the flames. I get the cheating. Your girl's driving you nuts. She's driving you crazy. Bro said I got bitches at the, at the spot. We're going to the spot. Sorry. Doesn't mean that it's right. I'm not saying that it's cool, but I get it. Chase Bachelor Party was a fucking time. Recent, recent stance. All right. I'm not confessing anything, but Chase Bachelor Party was a fucking time. All right. God damn it. That's all I'm going to say. It was amazing. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like, I ain't going to say her name. Yeah, well, keep going, man. I don't want to say anything because I know for it's a stage name for it's a real name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a great time. Coming to the stage. All <laughs> uh, right. And you gotta go home after that? Oh, <laughs> I'm do this. Imagine driving back to Tuckwilla all pissed off. Like, <laughs> I left that. You gotta go back to this anger? Back to Tuckwilla and some yeah. stupid shit. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, but I get it. Now, for the ladies out there that were trying to justify the shit, you know what I'm saying, that she did, that was a toxic shit that I saw. I saw a toxic shit. I saw. Man, it was all I understand, girl. You drove him to do such and such. You drove him to. No, 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 no. This bitch is responsible for her own. Sorry, Nina. She's responsible for her own shit. You know what I mean? She's responsible for her own. Th- I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed off. You guys ever say? I'm just saying, it seems like they get down like that, though, bro. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. how they get down. Because he yeah. said the next day, he was just like, you know, things like this happen. That's exactly. That's how they get down. It's spilled out to the public. Man, he knows she crazy and she knows he cheat. If you're dealing with somebody who's a notorious cheater, and I'm not saying that that's Earl, it's my boy, I don't want to accuse my nigga no shit, but if you're dealing with somebody who's a notorious cheater, you got a couple options. You could either A, leave, right? B, you could be in a situation like they were in, or C, you can kind of say my nigga cheats, and he's in the prime of his life, and he has as much testosterone as he's ever going to have, and he got options. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes nigga going to leave and go do his thing, and he going to come back to me and the kids. That's what's going to happen. Sorry, he married you for a reason. He not really gonna leave because leaving you means leaving his money at the same time. And kids, though, you gotta think about it as a family. Yeah. You're a family. You got kids and stuff, and, it, and that's what a major part plays. Like she put herself in danger with the kids, even having the kids. Of course. But my whole thing is like literally how you how she handled it. Yeah. Right. You called your friends up. You ain't got a gun. Like this is some extra beyond you know you being hurt and all that. This is extra due to the fact that you still have to be a mother at the end of the day. You know, you still have to go on about your life at the end of the day and you're jeopardizing your freedom and your life as well as your family just to show, like, you know what I'm saying? Where's your real friends at? Those weren't your real friends. Because somebody with some sense would have been like... Hang on. Stop. Yeah, hold stop, on. Stop, hold on. Wait, let's think about yeah, this. Yeah, not grab a knife. I'm with you, girl. No, yeah. that's a, I want to be in the limelight. I want to be a part. Like, no. That's that's. So let me you know you. you're not in the right pool of let people. Let me ask you this real fast. You. You're in the situation, right? All right. You're Earl. What do you do? What's your next steps? Um, get away from her with the gun. Talk her out of it. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying after the incident. I'm saying like to the next day, birthday. It's your um, birthday. Well, I mean, she had a jail yet. <laughs> I mean, because she had the bug shit. shot. So, well, she, but, she, she probably bonded she out. out. Yeah. yeah but so, out. I mean, yeah. I know I made a mistake. I'm. Do you or is it something you want to work out? Can we do counseling? Whatever. What can I do to regain your trust? Also, you need help yourself with how hurt you are because she is hurt, and we're not going to take that from her. But how you're handling your hurt is not healthy for yourself. Or anyone around you. Lee, what's, what's your next course of action? You're Earl. Next day. Boom. I'm Earl. She gets out of jail. It's out of jail. Man, well, 
you know, it's hard to be in that situation. (laughs) Just to be forward. Um, I mean, yeah, you would have to address her emotions because, man, that's the highest point of pistivity, man. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean, because you have just violated everything that you committed to however many years ago. I understand. I I get that. So I'm, I'm, I mean, it's got to be a conversation. And I think that's relationships 101. Yeah. You got to communicate, man. What's going on? And like we said, we don't know what the resume is for their relationship. They may have those kind of situations. Already, yeah. Right, 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 right. That might already be embedded in, okay, now, babe, you know I, I do this, right? So don't be getting mad when I go and do that. See, and that's, can I be honest? Can I be honest? <laughs> it's not up to us. We ain't the ones in the house. You talking right. about Earl. I just want to be honest about the situation. Go ahead. I want everybody on both sides to be honest because I've seen so many. Girl, I'll leave too. No, you wouldn't. We know. Yeah, now nah, that's, that's. It's just easier to say when you're not yeah, in it. But yeah. this is what we were just saying. talking about that. You yeah, know what like saying? we see the chicks that are getting cheated on. We know the women are getting cheated on. We know that, you know what I'm saying? We've stopped, bro, at the bar from doing XYZ with this other person. Look, we see it. We, we're here to. I'm Look, I'm wiping your tears and tearing them down at the end of the night. I get it. Your man's cheating on you. You're not going to leave, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the shoulder that you're leaning on. You know what I'm saying? Right. My thing is, if I'm if I'm Earl, we just gotta have a talk, baby. You know what? I, I apologize for hurting your feelings. It's not gonna leave. Never mean to embarrass you publicly. I mean, you did this yourself. You didn't have to speak on it. Was I in a situation where somebody spoke up for shit publicly? They didn't have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. I just wanted to. Niggas call attention to themselves. <laughs> Reese yeah. must die. Fuck as soon as anyway. it went public, because of the iconic figure he is already. Exactly. Right. 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 Man, that's. I mean, you know that. Well, and almost to him, him, his statement, just like O said, he was just so laid back. It might really be like that. He yeah. was just like, yeah, man, you know, we just had us a bad night, man. It's a good just day. Pray, yeah, just, be all just, right. just pray for him. Yeah, me. yeah. He just plays in the league, bro, so it's a story. Yeah. Look how many people we know that's in a relationship with the crazy broad or the crazy dude. You know, in regular niggas, yeah. Busted out a window yeah. or yeah. Yeah. They've been together for years. Man, I cheated on a girl and she faked the pregnancy. So, I mean, you know. Like, yeah, it's it's. it's oh, I can't tell my story now. Oh man, tips, nah. Look at this. I, see the I cheated on a girl. She didn't leave. She faked her pregnancy to try to keep me. I was like, damn, bitch, you already had me. What do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you? Yeah, do all that for? Take you through hell, Reese. <laughs> yeah, like we see a lot of these women, man, who just who not gonna leave. I think you know, as long as she's not being embarrassed publicly, I think you know, Earl just gotta sew shit up. Hey, baby, this is yeah, what I'm gonna do. That's why I said even on her, it's and long. that's why she gotta learn how to think even under that pressure, like we said, who critical you thinking, are yeah. in different situations to determine like yep. if you I know women that really done been like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? If you're really out of there, you're not even yeah. worried about embarrassing a motherfucker. Yeah. You're gonna just take what you, you know and you know, leave. That always makes gone. me that makes me think. I've been with women who like stayed during the cheating and then like and I seen like but I see the bros putting them other, these other women through the paces, like this nigga cheats on you, have babies on you and all the you know what I mean? Like what was Everybody's it? built different. That makes me feel like I'm weak though. Cause if I cheat on the chick, she's gonna leave. What man, do I what oh, don't man. I have that the next nigga everybody, has? Everybody's built different. Everybody yeah. has different No, uh, I wanna know yeah. security yeah. about themselves. Yeah. That means you attracting quality women who you know who ain't with the shit. And who know their worth. Yeah. I don't I'm want that. out of here. I'm fucking out of here, Reese. I don't want that. Listen. I'm switching it up now. All right, man. Oh, I, <laughs> hey. Gotta stop fucking with the license. Give me a strong dark skin sister. <laughs> <laughs> if I cheat, you gonna hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> Stay here. Well, all in all, I really think that's something that they already go through. <laughs> I just think this time um, she took it too far. And how come women don't speak on other women cheating enough? No, they don't. You no, know, the question, first question I've seen from a famous person that's always doing this, without teaching stop playing with women's emotions, okay, like I said, not a good thing he cheating. Right. 
but how you react to someone how it treats you it says a lot about you. Yeah, it I believe that. Does. Yeah. And yeah. I just seen a lot of women. Oh, well, that's what he gets. And I would have did the. Yeah, you guys would never have a man like that. Oh, <laughs> like, like that's why you're gonna be single for a long time and yeah, uh, sleeping with a body pillow. That's that's a so. hard. That's a hard pill to swallow once it happens. But yeah. you know, I mean, it's like. You got that situation, you in it, yeah, you're going to communicate. You got to. I mean, you, you're left to nothing but that. At you that know what? Point. I want to I try something. I can't. See, when I cheated, my girl left me because I was broke. I can't wait to get money and cheat. Like, I'm ready <laughs> for I just want to just social experiment. I can't wait to do it. Like, when we get money off the but podcast. it's worth and, messing up what you might have. Right. I've been, fam, after last year, my nigga, I could survive anything. You understand? My feelings are bulletproof. You hear me? Yeah, but it's different. It's, everything's different, bro. I almost out of where, bitch. It's cool. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm good, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm with man. I'm tougher. I'm, with <laughs> I'm tougher. Than you, yeah, no, it's good. You figure, man. You got to. It's, it's it's respect. Yeah. You know, which is. I just want to experiment. Was, was well, I mean, then you don't really want to be married if you experiment. Exactly. I'm gonna do it at some point know? in time. Exactly. I just, can I, mean, I have you? You want you want it because you're gonna find somebody who's gonna solve all of your uh, uh, infidelity issues. There's a woman out there that's gonna be like. All the last five that you trying to compare her to, she's yeah. not gonna be those five. Exactly. But she's all. she's gonna have qualities of them, yeah. which is the reason why you're gonna be like, right. yeah, I yeah. do. But well, I just can I have an experimental relationship? That's not up to us. It's up to yeah, you. That's that's up to and, you. And, and your mate. We're, I think we're yeah. um, and your mate. I think we're old enough too to where like you know time don't wait. So I. I'm telling you, bro. I'm gonna say something so bad, <laughs> so bad right now. Uh, I just want to see, you know what I mean, like what the difference is. Because, like I said, I see all these niggas with money, and my my theory has always been if a man has and can provide stability, you know what I'm saying, and like the, kind of like the the creature comforts um, of a relationship most times, you know what I'm saying, like that buys you a little time. Yeah, but also, like women get used to the money, they can just run off with the money. Well, I'm not, I'm not just saying just the money, though. I'm just yeah. saying, like, when I say stability, I mean like a whole life, you know what I'm saying, full of like, you know what I'm saying, his house or his home. But if you're married, you get that shit, especially with infidelity. Okay, I don't want to do it on married. I want to do it, like, you know, before the marriage. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, if you do, it. let me give you some advice. Okay. And it's not coming from experience, but from what I've heard. Okay. <laughs> don't have anything. <laughs> When you do that, because it will be gone. <laughs> right, no worries. Yeah, don't have anything <laughs> yeah, worth no. taking because yeah. it's going to be gone. Because no. once you do get your money, yeah. yeah, you're going to go get settled, get your foundation, yeah. you know, have everything that you need that you bring to that party, mm-hmm. and you're not going to want nobody to take your stuff. Yeah. yeah. I had, I got, it happened with somebody I grew up with. They didn't have their money, and, yeah. you know, athlete yeah. and stuff. Right. And he just loses so, it. He cheats, and to the point where they went to court. And this is Washington State. Yeah, women's state. All right. And basically, they go to court, and the judge's like, well, she could have the house, own mm-hmm. seven of the cars, and uh, yeah. to a point where well, she's they're married, like, though, right? Yeah. Oh, see, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I want to get the before marriage. But it doesn't, it's not going to add up to the same if you're not married. It's just another girlfriend you're cheating on. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just, you know, I mean, that happens. Yeah, but see, bro, you already did that. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? There's nothing new you're doing. I didn't have the stability stuff. then. I want to try it with the stability now and see yeah, what happens. The, the manner, you know, they have a house and all that. So, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's different, though. So a bitch will look at you and be like, oh, you got roommates, nigga, here? And you know what I'm saying? And we've had, we had that conversation about yeah. the roommates and all that. No, 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 I want to do it. She's like, with her mom until she's 50, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, man, it's been like episode 70 of this. Like, hey, man, it's like, in other news. <laughs> we're going to talk about that one day, too. Yeah. We're going to talk about that one day, too. Why it's acceptable for women to be with their moms until they the hit menopause. Yeah, and men have to be, yeah. Yeah, men get kicked out at 18. Yeah. yeah, I just, we're going to have that conversation one day. And I want, but I want a woman here. I want to, 
you know what I'm saying? Just have that because I want to like yeah. look her in the eye and see what her reasoning is. But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna cheat at one point. I'm gonna on the way up though. Like when we get like syndicated Ronald for the is podcast, not co-signing that. So please, <laughs> ah, ah. that's a yeah. race thing. Okay? <laughs> May 11, 2020. <laughs> I am not. Yeah. I repeat. Yeah. What he said, I did not have sexual relations with that. I'm just, right, right. I, and, and I'm and I'm joking mostly. I'm just, I want to see, uh, yeah, no, mostly. <laughs> No, well, listen. Oh, he like. I told him he likes being on the stake. He likes being poached. He want to be. I just want to be by the town people. I just want to be as honest in my shit as I possibly can. I mean, that's cool. But that's situ- this situation, like they're married, is different, and um, of course, yeah. both sides. You know, it's not good to cheat, but also, like I said, it's how you handle how people treat you. And I had to learn that growing up. Just what I'm thinking, I gotta always gotta give you what you give me. Nah, that's not it. I actually save myself, mm-hmm. not giving you what you give me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so save my energy, my mental. You know, yeah. saying save my freedom. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't right, but she's no more right. I don't. All this emotional. I, yeah. And let's and let's that. make let's let's just clarify that stance. He he's he's not right for stepping out of uh you know stepping out of his marriage. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to condone that at all. Uh, you know, you took those vows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in front of God, and and that's something serious to behold. To be one million percent honest, yeah. you know what I mean, and you you violated those uh you violated those terms, you violated that commitment. You know what I mean? So. Not to say that what happened to him was justified, because it's not. No. You know what I mean? But had she not reacted that way, we'd be looking at the situation a completely different way. Yeah. You cheated on your wife, you fam. Like, that's you the basis of this whole bro, thing. You suck, bro. Like, yeah. You're supposed to be this idol and all that. and But now she didn't turn up to her. It's like, damn, bro, you might want to get away from that. You may want to. might not wake. You might wake up dead. Yeah. 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 Exit yeah, stage left, brother, man. Yeah, they're not sleeping together right now. Oh, no, not, not They might all. be. No, but that's the whole point. They didn't get crazy overnight. They've been, been crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. This has been going down. You know who you're dealing with. What I, what I didn't like was the amount of Seattle women like, oh, you know he was da-da-da-da when he was in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, saying that when he was in his VIP getting free drinks. You dusty bitches. When he was asking for tickets to the games. <laughs> or when you guys was oh, out trying to spend shit. Nina's money, I remember, because I was there. And I was at them those events. You know how I know I was at? I was shooting those events. Yeah. And you dusty brides was out here trying to spend up all her money in my nigga's face. I synced it. And I don't want to name no names, but you know who you are. And I'm further ashamed of you because when she was out here crying, y'all was trying to provide her a shoulder to lean on, and you was still trying to pop it at the pet. Man, let me... Man, <laughs> you dirty oh, no, bitches. There's a lot of dirty stuff going on. I used to work out with them guys at LA Fitness. Yeah, man. Lot, like, I'm you know, day in and day out. And I used to see the extras I was around. Come on, man. But you was and, trying to be yeah. trying to be friends with Nina. You man. They just want their lives. And I'm telling They do. I they said do. I was at the I was at the events with the camera. Like a couple the, chicks was telling me, Oh, can you can you delete that? Don't post that. Why would you not want me to post that? Yeah. Oh, because you're you're friends yeah, with his wife, but you're friendly, over here trying to pop it at the nigga in his Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it happens just like with the lady I grew up with. It was married to an athlete. Like, same thing happened. She found out who her friends was and all that. But she didn't have her friends around her. The right friend would have told her to sit her ass down, come sit some wine, maybe come chill. Now I got a knife. I'm coming, girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now your ass is in the case, too. Sit your, sit your bird ass. <laughs> Congrats. Now, now everybody got cases. Yeah. You look yeah. at a nigga don't get, press charges. Get you a good support, supporting cast. Yeah. That's what you need. I mean, so you guys don't remember uh, uh, Left Eye Rest in Peace and Andre yeah. Bison. Build her out, man. man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She didn't. She wasn't. Burning down the house was just the latest thing. It was already a crazy relationship. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think I kind of want that. So, right? so, so that's what I'm saying is like, Earl <laughs> and it, they, it's been like this. Where do people find these relationships? I think I always wanted one of those. I think I kind of want, I mean, without the, I mean, you know, I don't have shit right now, so, you know, <laughs> don't burn down the shit I don't have, but. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot to ask for. Yeah, but like, we said it before on the podcast, like a little toxicity, you know what I'm saying? Like, just sometimes I mean, it's the toxic that brings you together. 
Yeah, but it's still unhealthy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Very no. much so. I mean, it, but, yeah, but you think I'm worried about healthy shit? I got fat. You just want to communicate and get your stuff Yeah, right. you know what? I'm not going to lie. I do want, I do want I that mean, at some point. That's, I mean, otherwise, man, you got headaches and migraines yeah. coming. Yeah, nah. Yeah. I, I understand. I mean, you know, you're married. You're saying really going to be married within a year and a half. That's going to happen. Well, I hope so. I plan to get married in a slack time for sure. Oh, no. This is, what you got going now, brother, is amazing. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Thank you very much. I don't wake up to a fish boil, but you know, it's cool. Uh, I'm sorry, crab boil. That's tight. <laughs> um, yeah, nah, man. Uh, Unk and Timo's getting married. You know what I mean? Uh, che got married. Biscuit got married. Adam got married. Everybody's married with me, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, everybody's married with me, man. I'm kind of lonely out here. Remember, just waiting for the right one. Maybe I got to be better. Yeah. See? No, you're going, you know. I think you, I'm tight. You, once you start getting you together, you become a magnet. Yeah, I need to just get back in shape. Is that easy thing as physical? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think mentally I'm great. <laughs> I think I'm tight. You don't think so? Hey, I'm not uh I'm not into the guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into dudes. So you're a good friend, you man. You know what you my toxic, great my toxic <laughs> trait is? I drunk text. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a, a drunk texter. Oh yeah. But I have fun. I'm just good with words. So then it like it kinda amazes me to be good with words towards other people. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm like kinda wearing like a lot of women's patience is wearing thing with me. Yeah, I believe it, yeah. Yeah, nah, that sucks. Yep. It's all good. We'll get better. Drink more water. Let's <laughs> <have fun. laughs> All right, this is uh, episode 70 of The Reese Show. Um, I don't have anything else. You guys got anything? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. much. I appreciate it. Thank you for yeah, imparting that wisdom and knowledge onto us. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you got anything? No? Big O says no. All right. You got anything? No? You good? Oh, no, I'm good. Um, I just want everybody to... Remain calm because if anything's open up, don't just run back outside. Right. Take your time. Right. Adjust situations differently. Social distancing. And um, yeah, keep social distancing. I think they actually say you're gonna actually have to wear a mask. Um, it's being required today. Yeah, yeah. King County's gonna require to wear a mask even if things open up. Really? Yeah, they just said that today. So okay. you guys um make sure you got your mask game proper, and because they will be messing with you if you don't once things open back up. And look at Florida. Look at Atlanta. Okay. Right. They open stuff up, and it's 400 to 1,000 new cases. Right. In each state. So right. take your time with it. Don't be running to go do certain things, be around different people. Keep your same circle and keep your cleanliness because um, it's not going to be just. Man, you want to talk. You be at all the house parties. No, I've been at no house parties. I've been with everybody that looks like a house party, but it's <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Troy, Rex. Okay. Who else? Same girls, you know? I didn't know them. That's not my fault. <laughs> That's your fault. Yeah. You're not gonna put that on me. I didn't know them. Y'all had a Facebook. Same, same circle. Y'all had a Facebook live party. Yeah, it's the same, but the same people I've been around. There ain't no new faces. I don't know if that's the point. I think the point is to stay away from as many people as possible. Yeah, but is it over 10 people? No. Was it? No, it really hasn't been. You niggas was popping it. No, yeah, but like less than 10 people. We just had girls that you didn't know, so you were jealous. I wasn't jealous at all. Okay. I was rooting for you all niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was hype. I hope these niggas win. <laughs> no, we had a, we had a good time. Um, a couple of little. That's what it actually did. Those bring certain people together in moments. But um, I think we did, we did it right. We weren't just doing too much. We I see. You was the only one in the whole building with a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. A couple other little girls did. You know, everybody else was like, "Oh, I can't get." Them girls didn't have no damn mask on. Uh huh. They didn't have no pants on. I was with the one that was making them. That's a whole different. See, that's a whole different scene. We was talking about. Yeah, but I'm saying she makes them though. But anyway, um, yeah, we was partying. We was partying right. <laughs> we wasn't doing too much, you know what I'm saying? And that was like 
I'm beginning of it, so I'm I'm still here today. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I done played it right. right, right. <laughs> hey, that was like two months ago, so yeah. All right. Yeah, so I think I played it right. You know hey, what man. Saying? Hey, you're a changed man now. Uh, I'm the same man. I'm just a, a better man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this oh, has been the 70th episode of the show. <laughs> <Lee's show. laughs> We're going to sign out. Shout out oh, my guy, Big O. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, my birthday's in two months, man, when the shit open up. We're doing a house party. Oh, yeah. And everybody got to wear masks. You, can't, you ain't got to wear a mask. We're going to have security and kick you the fuck out. So there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing. Nobody wants to catch Rona. Um, but yeah, it's episode 70 of the Reef Show. Um, we are out of here. Again, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, for rocking thank with you us. LA, man. There. Eastland was like, man, L.A. Yes, My sir. dude, Dominic Eastland, he was there. Oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Alive. He said, L.A. Yeah, yeah, man. See, we're man. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we are out. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Rock with us and putting up with our bullshit. Where's the um, hand sanitizer at? The spray bottle. I know you got it on deck. Right over there. Word Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I filled up a whole bottle. I keep thinking that's alcohol in there. I keep wanting to gravitate towards that thing. <laughs> Shit is just hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're out. See you guys next week. You guys take care. Come on.